Back up central is back up. (laughs) (laughs) And if you can't find a link to this podcast, you will know why. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restored All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me my herbal tea consultant, Prasadam Aliyad. Good, Curtis. So herbal teas are good, but what herbal tea are you drinking? Uh, today, it's peach detox. And, you know, and, and as, as you know, listeners don't know, basically, I gave up coffee uh, about a month or so ago, um, you know, it's a long, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a medical thing, and et cetera, et cetera. And et you cetera. haven't wanted to jump off a bridge, which is good. And I haven't wanted to jump off a bridge. I did have to do this slow decrease <laughs> of the think, amount of coffee the, that I was doing. I think we should tell the listeners what happened to you when you tried this at the beginning. Yeah, I try. <laughs> I tried a. De- I tried a, a rapid detox, right? I tried a the, to quit cold turkey, and I got like. I wasn't functional the next day. I was just like, I mean, I think, back, I think actually back. one of the podcasts might have been with that. I'm you trying think to remember so? Which yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, but like 24 hours later and I was not a happy camper. And so then I did a little research and basically it was like, don't do that. And caffeine so I, withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. So I slowly lowered it down to one cup a day and then I got rid of the cup a day. And now I've had to really get in and and it's about the caffeine it's both Mm -hmm. about the acid of the coffee as well as the caffeine and so i'm not just switching to tea i'm switching to herbal teas which are caffeine free and today the the flavor du jour is peach detox so i know i see you're drinking yogi brand ginger or yogi brand tea which i love yogi i actually really like their ginger herbal tea it's good I like yeah. ginger in my tea, even normal black tea. I drink with ginger and milk. Don't ask me, yeah. but that's how I do it. Uh, but I can never get into like the fruit flavored teas. I just find it too subtle. Some of them are super subtle, right? They yeah. put the B in subtle. <laughs> um, uh, and I tried another peach tea. There was actually a Curtis brand tea. Uh, of course you I had tried. to buy it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, for the record, it was not me that bought it. It was still in. My wife, uh, she, uh, she was like, oh, she, you know, the, you know, so she bought it and it was a peach one and it was, yeah, it put the B in subtle. It was, it was, <clears throat> it felt like I was drinking hot water, but this is actually, you know, but again, I've had to adjust my palate, right? I have, yeah. to, this is the new world I live in. I think my favorite is turmeric something or other. Oh yeah. Those um, are good too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. But it, you know, it's a, it's a new world. And, and honestly, the tea, it's kind of a crutch. It's, it's, it's to deal with that. The, the, you want something the memory, hot to drink. The, yeah. Well, the hot drink and it's the muscle memory of, of sipping on something. Right. Yeah. Um, although the, the other day I found myself walking into the kitchen and starting to pour a cup of coffee. I was like, wait, <laughs> I walked all the way from here into the kitchen, took out the pot and I had it in my hand. I was about to pour it. I was like, wait. 
I'm not supposed to do this anymore. <laughs> You're like stupid muscle memory. Yeah, but stupid muscle No, memory. I think it's interesting. I think there are a lot of herbal teas out there, which are good. And mm-hmm. I think people just aren't exposed to all of those that are out there. Right? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, herbal teas, no caffeine. It's not going to be good. But some of them taste good. But some right? of them and, are really tasty. I, yeah. I like the ones that tend to be spicy. You know, yeah. uh, you know I like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like spice. And... um so, yeah, we'll see. As I, yeah. I, I will keep our listeners updated as I, well, as I work thing, my way through the. Well, the other thing I've also found is sometimes just adding a touch of honey to herbal. Yeah, tea I'm, I'm also yeah. The, the the only problem with that is I had switched off of sweeteners in my coffee, mm. so I don't want to add calories. Gotcha. It'd, it'd be very easy in the, in the dieting world uh, of which I have been a part wait for way too long uh you know we, we used the phrase we don't want to drink our calories if i'm gonna yeah. if i'm gonna get calories i'm gonna eat something you know that's true but but yeah um so um well first off i'll throw out our usual disclaimer persona and i work for different companies i work for druva he works for zoom this is not a podcast of either company and the opinions that you hear are there for our own and uh, please rate this podcast at ratethispodcast.com slash restore. And if you are interested in the topics that we're interested in, we would love to have you on. And uh, we, you know, we need a whole new batch of guests for, for 2022. And uh, we'd love to have you on. It's, it's, a, it's a warm and pleasant environment. It is pleasant. I know. That's yeah. what I've been told by our guests is that we're, <laughs> we're nice people. <laughs> well, one of us All is the nice. Guests. And- yeah. <clears throat> the other of us is told to behave. <laughs> I'll let the audience members guess as to <clears throat> to whom I'm referring there. <laughs> but um, and but I, I I had an event. I had one of these things where almost. So you're like a guest on the show today. I, I'm like a guest had- on the show. Yeah, because the the thing that ended up happening to me really um it what do you call it it sort of incorporated so much of what we talk about on the show we're going to talk about bit rock we're going to talk about the three two one rule right we're going to talk about actually the fact that i wasn't an expert in restoring the thing that i needed to restore which is probably uh, common for a lot of people out there, right? Which is probably yeah. common for a lot of people. I may be Mr. Backup, but I, you know, I, th- this is a backup that I don't, I don't do very, rest- very, very often. So um, I thought today we would let you sort of interview me as about, a guest, as a guest, like what Sweet. happened to me. Oh, just only. If- Regarding this incident or just in general, I can interview you. <laughs> so when you were five, what happened to you that changed your life? <laughs> yeah. So so let's fast forward up sure. until 55, if you will. Sure. So so I think that this event, if I recall from our past conversations, right, it happened a couple of weeks ago, right? Within the last couple, couple weeks of weeks. Ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe provide some background. So as people know, right, this is the... Backup Central's Restore All podcast. So a lot of people right. may not be familiar with what is Backup Central. So maybe start from there. 
So Backup Central is my website that, uh, you know, it originally started as a blog back in 1999, if you can imagine that, back before we even really had the term blog. And I did a lot of blogging over the years. We had some forums on there. Those forums have, have at this point, have been turned into um, read-only forums because it, it, they're just they just weren't generating the kind of attention that I that I that they used to, and they were more hassle than they were worth. So I just put them in read-only. But today, it is its primary purpose is the place from which you can go to anywhere to hear this podcast. Yeah. Right. So if you if you follow this podcast on backupcentral.com, each podcast has a blog post. And in that blog post is a is a link to all of the different places where you could potentially listen through the podcast. And also you can comment on episodes. Right. Yep. And um, a lot of the people yeah. who would be uh, visiting this website, right, are probably like either vendors or backup admins or people who just care about backups or want to le- know, learn more right, about data protection. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. Right. It is definitely aimed at, obviously, <laughs> aimed at people that are interested in the same sorts of things that this podcast is about. Gotcha. So, and you still run this, and this is where you can find the latest episodes of Backup Central. So, what happened, right? That. <laughs> well, um, I got a notice from the. Uh, oh, wait, get, actually, a... before, sorry, before we <clears throat> okay, talk sure. about what happened, tell <clears throat> us, how is this actually set up? Like, okay, it's a Backup Central website, but what's actually, yeah. what is it running on? So it is a cPanel-based, you know, it's a Linux web host using cPanel, for those of you that are familiar with web hosting companies. And it runs in a company called Liquid Web which it's been there for quite some time. I, I had another provider at one point, but I switched over to Liquid Web. It wasn't OVH, their, was it? It was, <laughs> it was not OVH. <laughs> OVH. I don't think OVH was in existence back then. And the and, and, and the thing that pushed me over to Liquid Web was the superior amount of technical support. I remember the, my very first interaction with them was that I... I, can't, I, I just clicked the, <clears throat> you know, contact us button at like one in the morning. And I got really good answers, like technical answers about how this company worked, how the product worked, et cetera, what it was like to migrate from the other company over to this thing. I, I had all these technical questions and I was amazed at, you know, the expertise and basically what I found out was that they had 24 by seven tech support and I, they, and at nighttime, they just connect the sales, yeah. you know, button to the tech support people. Yeah. And that, which is crazy because me. you're just like yeah. a single user, right. Who hasn't even bought their service yet. Right. Yeah. And back and then it was like, you know, $20 a month or something. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more than that now, but back then it was a lot smaller. And they answered my questions and boom, I became a customer and, and, uh, you know, it it is definitely a fully managed, um, hosted WordPress, uh, site that also happens to use, um, my SQL in the backend. 
And and by the way, I mentioned the those forums. The forums are going to rear their ugly head during this story. <laughs> so and so, I use cPanel to back it up. And the way cPanel works is it first uh, takes. Why would a, you back it up? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't even want. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> Because something like what ended up happening might happen. Um, so, so the first takes, thing it does is is it takes a MySQL dump of any MySQL databases that you have in there, and then it creates a tar image of the home directory that includes those MySQL dumps and stores it in a directory uh, called slash backups. And if you want to pay for a second disk, then you can store those backups on a second disk. I chose not to pay for a second disk, which at first sounds uh, not good. Yeah. But what I chose instead was to copy my backups up to two, count them to cloud hosting providers. Right. Um, talk about job, the three Curtis. to one rule. I yeah. know. So, good job. So I used um, the... Um, what was the, was it our clone? Was yeah, it, our clone. what was the one? Yeah. To, yeah. So basically I'm able to fuse mount, you know, do, do a fuse mount of Google drive onto my system Linux and then and... yeah, seek C, uh, C panel copies to that directory as a second, you know, after the backup's mm -hmm. done, it copies to that directory. And it also supports backing up directly to Amazon S3. Mm -hmm. And so I've chosen to use S3 as my, you know, my long-term storage. Yeah. And by long-term, I mean, you know, weeks, not yeah. five years. Yeah. But, And, yeah. and just, uh, just on that specifically, right? So mm -hmm. because that Amazon S3 copy is air-gapped, right? Correct. Because it is only accessible to this program. It's not constantly being connected to the cPanel instance. Correct. Right. And, and so is the, the Google, Google one too. Well, the Google one too, because it gets disconnected. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Like I do, I do the fuse mount at the time of the backup. Gotcha. And then disconnect. So it's not available easily. Right. Right. Good job. <laughs> well, it's thanks. like, you know, yeah. the backup space. It's like, I, it's like, I know my space. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, and some people go, Hey, don't you work for Druva? You should have Druva back it up. It's like, I'm not really Druva's target audience. Yeah. Right. Or target customer. Um, you know, we we tend to work with larger companies. You know what? This reminds me of uh, Daniel Rosehill, Rosenhill with mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the backup anorak. Right. Backup it's basic, anorak. <laughs> yeah. You're basically piecing together a backup solution for what you need because you have a very specific purpose and there right. are no great tools. Well, there are tools, but you don't want to pay for them. Right. Like you could pay yeah. your hosting provider for that second disk, but. Right. You'd rather use a different solution. Yeah. And I do pay Amazon. Um, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think I ever put any expiration on those backups. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I could have five years of backups in S3. I don't even know. I should probably go take a look. Um, but my but my bill is like $3 yeah. <clears throat> from Amazon. So it's not a, it doesn't rise up into my, you know. And you know these backups I mean? you're doing daily? Yes, it automatically does the backup at like something like midnight, something okay. like that. Okay, so this is your environment, and 
Mm-hmm. So you have so we've met the three two one rule, right now. For these backups, here's a question because you mm-hmm. always tell everyone they should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Do you ever verify your backups? I have. Um, okay. I've verified them. I don't. I. I, I don't do a full verif- verify, which, you know, we talk about, but, and and that would require me actually killing the host, you know, doing yeah. the, <laughs> doing, doing what our friend from what Alaska did. Yeah. I didn't do that. Paul uh, Van Dyke. But I, yeah. yeah. Paul Van Dyke. I have used a backup within cPanel to create another virtual host, you know, and use okay. that and restore that. Right. So I have verified the process kind of end to end. I don't, do it on a very regular basis, but on a semi-regular basis, I have, I mean, the, the process that I'm using with the exception of the S3 copy is kind of old as time. It's a MySQL dump yeah. followed by a tar. It's not, it's not, and, and, and it's a script that like everyone who's using cPanel is using. I'm not, I'm not yeah. rolling my own here. No customization. Right? Yeah. 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 With the exception of the thing that's happening outside of cPanel is I'm running a cron job to do the fuse mount of the Google mm-hmm. Drive and then to yeah. unmount it afterwards, yeah. So because you're doing this, and since we always talk about this, how are you ensuring that like, if there's an issue with that Google Drive mount, the fuse mount, that you get flagged? Well, two things. One is I would say that if the fuse mount copy failed, mm-hmm. the the cPanel script would complain to me. Okay. Number one. And number two, uh, I, I, you know, I, I've written a few shell scripts in my time yeah. and I, and if this thing didn't work, I would just, you know, I would email the crap out of myself saying, okay. Hey, there's some, there's something you need to go take a look at. Right. Gotcha. And, and then third, I would say that the Google part is the belt in the belt and suspenders approach. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in this story, you will notice, for example, that I did not go to Google. Um, gotcha. So yeah. your Amazon copy would still happen even if there was an issue with the Google Google. Copy. Correct. And that's okay. all completely automated within yep. the cPanel piece. Okay. And then, by the way, at the end of the cPanel piece, I do get an email, uh, which I usually at least glance at saying that sure. everything's beautiful. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it's good. So you have your backup system set up fairly well and it's automated and it notifies you if there are any issues as well as successes. So you're doing these backups. Then Mm -hmm. what happened in the last couple of weeks? (laughs) So I'm, I'm going to say, so I, I I get an email that says something's not right. Right. The, The backup didn't succeed. And the complaint was that the MySQL dump didn't work because there was a problem with the integrity of my MySQL database. Imagine, imagine my joy when I heard that. Um, That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not good. And it got worse because I was like, well, I wonder how long this has been going on. Because again, I try to read this email. I don't always read it. And I saw that it had been going on for a little while. Like, like I don't know, like over a week. It had mm-hmm. this, this error had been happening over a yeah. week. 
which which and would be expected as well in like other customer cases where you're running a backup right. tool. Sometimes you don't catch these failures, or you're just right. like, ah, it'll eventually fix itself. It might be something transient or something else. Right. And if I had noticed the problem right away, I could have gone immediately to the one backup that is stored on the host. Mm-hmm. Right. There's always one backup. The most recent backup is stored on the host, and and I could I could use that one to restore to, you know. Uh, yeah. the last good if you had caught it in time if i had caught it in time but i didn't catch it in time and so it was in other places and so it was i was not going to be able to restore this this very important database from the backup that was on-prem as mm-hmm. it were gotcha so what did you do you're probably like oh no what can i do like but isn't there other mechanisms like wouldn't your website have gone down if there was a MySQL inconsistency, database inconsistency? Like, what? why was that not caught on the actual website itself? Was it just so a, minute? Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer is, I don't know. Um, okay. I, I know that the database continued the function. First off, the table in question was a table within the forum. So the forums... Uh-huh. The read-only forums, which are based on PHPBB, the, the 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 no, I'm sorry, they were based on that. They are based on forums spelled with a PH now, mm. and the, the they continued to function, but the, there was this integrity check that was trying to run, and every time it tried to run, it was failing. But again, it was only failing on one table, gotcha. and which in the MySQL world essentially means one file. Yeah. There's, there was one file, each table in MySQL is represented by a file in the file system. And one of those files had become corrupt in some random way. And so you weren't able to do a backup, but the website functioned for now. And so, but you didn't have any local copies either. But luckily right. for you, because of a three, two, one rule, you happen to have copies also in Google Drive and S3. Exactly. So exactly. how did you decide where to go to grab your copy? Well, I, you know, just being honest, I know AWS better than I know Google Drive. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to AWS. Right. And, um, you know, it, and, 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 and by the way, the, the, the forums, while they, while they, um, what do you call it? Um, they, they, they are read only and have been now for well over a year there's still a significant amount of my traffic. Right. So it's not yeah. like, and by the way, the table in question <clears throat> was like forum underscore messages. <laughs> so it was like, it's you know, important. the actual yeah. content, the main content that yeah. was important for the website. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that, that decision was pretty easy. I was like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go to AWS. I've been there before. I know how to get stuff easily out of S3. Yeah. Uh, so, so what I'll was your there. recovery process like? First, I'm sure you had to restore the data and then recover the database. So what did that look like? Yeah, if I was a little bit bigger nerd or like a little bit more current on some of my tech, I would have been able to download the um, the file directly from AWS to the, the host. Mm-hmm. But... I wasn't or am not. And so what I did was I went to the AWS S3 web interface. Yep. And 
I found I, I went back to my file system structure. Well, I, well, I went back to my email to figure out when did this error start happening? So I went to the backup just before that. And by the way, the, the good news is my, my, my website, especially that portion of my website, as we've already discussed is the same It's static. So I just needed to find one that was good. So I found a date when the backup succeeded so I then, um, I went to that date in the AWS, um, you know, uh, browse interface. Yeah. yeah. And downloaded that. It's a gzip tar file. Mm-hmm. So that meant I had to download it to my computer, unzip the tar file, um, and then go. My plan was to edit the, the cause my SQL dump is just a text yep. file. My plan was to edit that and take out all the tables that weren't the table that I needed to repair Mm -hmm. and then upload that to PHP, my admin. Right. And, um, and so I, I, (laughs) so I was, I was, I was doing that and, and that's when I was like, um, I don't remember what the actual numbers were, but it was like PHP, my admin, you have a maximum upload capability of let's say two gigabyte that would be a number that would be that would make sense and my file was like 75 gigabyte <laughs> oh. like, well, well this isn't gonna work oh. whatever the number was it, it probably wasn't 75 gigabyte yeah. but whatever the but number it was, was it was way difference. over the limit so i was like okay this isn't gonna work so now what i did was i i scp'd secure mm-hmm. copied the um the just the sql portion of the corrupted table yeah and i scp that up to the temp directory on my host mm-hmm. and then um i called liquid web <laughs> i was like hey i'm not I, I could do this if i did enough googling i could also possibly screw this up <laughs> i don't i don't do table level restores of my sequel on the command line like i haven't i haven't done that in a while yeah so how about you guys take care of this for me and they go yeah no problem and then like five minutes later they're like it's done like thank you um and so i was able to restore this um and my sql database and this worked because that was kind of a read-only instance that didn't have a lot of changes a stat stat right so you could just sort of put that table back and you would be good to go right there was no dependency on other tables which might have that right that's really important because if if it was a constantly changing database I wouldn't be able to restore just one table. Uh, I, I, maybe I could, maybe I couldn't. It would depend yes. on the table. Yep. And because if you restore one table to one point in time and another table to another point in time, you create what's called a referential referential integrity problem. And that is that you have data you have data in one table that's referencing data in another table that now no longer exists. Yep. But luckily. These day, these tables, as we were already, as we have already discussed, were static, and so yeah. I could restore any table at any time, and everything would be fine. Do you also for your other tables? Um, do you uh, back up the logs in case you needed to roll forward or roll backwards? Like, say you had a table that was changing when you're doing your MySQL dump. Are you also capturing those other entries? Not really, because again, the database that I have and the and the system that I have, it has like 
a couple of changes a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not like you know? a bank where you're going to get billion dollar tran- billions of right. dollars of transactions right. if you lose right. something. I mean, it's guaranteed to get at least one change with me uploading the most recent episode of this podcast. And it might get a change if somebody made a comment or something on a blog post or I get a, a follow back, mm-hmm. um, you know, a ping back, they call it, um, because somebody else commented on my post or whatever. But yeah, it's it's a really low change level. Gotcha. So you were able to get this back up. Now, how did you verify that the restore was actually successful or the recovery was actually successful? <laughs> well, I uh, good question. I did check. I did, the, the two checks that I was able to do was that I was able to see that the number of rows was the same before and after. But the most important thing was I ran the integrity check that... <laughs> uh, that failed before and it succeeded. And then I immediately ran the backup process. I was just going to ask you, I was like, did you do a backup (laughs) after that, Curtis? I did. I I couldn't like, I did it at like three o'clock in the afternoon and I couldn't wait till midnight. I wanted to to get a backup. So uh, that was offsite. Here's a question for you. So you knew that you had seven days worth of bad backups. Did you go Mm -hmm. delete those backups? You know, and if, if, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that would have been a good thing to do. I didn't do that. You, you you make a good point. You make a good point there, right? Because just in case, like in the future, if you're like, "Hey, I need to go restore," right? You probably don't want to be restoring bad known bad backups. That that's actually a really good point. I honestly, I was just so happy to have my table back <laughs> that I was that I I was like, you know, I really hope I don't have to do a podcast episode about how I lost data. <laughs> On Backup Central, uh, that would that would just be yeah, too embarrassing. Hey, Kofi, how's it going? No, but that yeah, that's a really good point. That that honestly, I should go back and yeah. uh, get rid of those. I mean, having said that, I, I don't really go back in time on Backup Central backups, right? In fact, I was like I said, I was just thinking that I should go check and see if there's a snapshot deletion process, I may have set one up in Amazon, like when I set this up the first time. But um, if I didn't, I now have like three years worth of <laughs> of backups of Backup is, Central yeah, up there. Which, which isn't bad, but I think, yeah, it's just that cleanup process just because if like things go wrong in the future and you're under stress, right? The last thing you want to do is pull a bad backup. And I think- yeah, exactly. It's interesting because I don't think we've ever talked about that aspect before right if you have bad backups to get rid of them yeah because here's here's a counterpoint right is those backups still might be useful for you even though that one table is bad the rest of the Mm -hmm. data might still be valuable right right? so here's a question should you delete that backup or not or should you at least market that it's bad again you need to understand your process and you need to understand your computing environment in my case i would say yes because there is nothing in there of unique value, right? Does that make sense? Even if it contained your latest blog post, but if but if it but if it did, because I restored it and then I took a backup, I have that. Okay, right. There's nothing. There is nothing that is only in those gotcha. backups. Here, right? right. Yeah. But but I think I think the important thing here is to talk about sort of how this process really drove home so many things that we talk about on the podcast. Right. So yeah, we've talked about bit rot before or applications just go, 
just break, right? Not in your control, right? You didn't do anything, right? right? This is static data that hasn't been touched, but things just go bad right. sometimes. So, so let's talk about that. We've talked about bit rot, and that is the only logical explanation I have for why this file suddenly became corrupt. It is a read-only database. Yep. No, there have been no updates to this database in at least a year. And so MySQL wouldn't have corrupted. It's not writing anything to it. Yeah. But then it just magically got randomly corrupted in some unknown way. Not like, yeah. hey, all your tables went away. Yeah. It just said, we can't, the integrity check fails. Yeah. And that's why databases are powerful because if it didn't have that integrity check, you would never know, Curtis. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, and so, you know, number one, you know, I had, these are things that we talk about a lot. We talk about BitRot all the time. And there are people that are out there in the blogosphere or in the, the Reddit sphere, if I will. Right? You say that BitRot never happens? Well, they're just like, it's so rare. It's yeah. like a unicorn, you know, it, you know, you're never going to, you know, have it. And here I have on this tiny little host. Yep. Um, I, I had bit rot. Well, and well, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, it's funny that you bring up bit rot because I was recently invest or researching. Um, so I have a bunch of data at home and it sits mm -hmm. on a hard drive and I was thinking of getting a new hard drive, like a smaller hard drive. And I was like, oh, SSDs are so cheap, but this is more like data I rarely ever access. And so I started digging into it based on our previous conversations. I was like, okay, so what does BitRot look like on hard drives versus SSDs? If you don't power up an SSD like at least once a year, there's yeah, no guarantee you're getting the data. And it's actually probably much less than SSDs that. are a really bad long-term archive solution unless you're yeah. going to power them all the time. Exactly. So I looked and I was like, no, maybe I should just get a spinning disk. And that's probably the best option for me, for yeah, especially for yeah. this particular data that I don't access often. And people and don't realize that, right? Because they're like, oh, SSD, super fast. It must be better in all ways than spinning disk. And it's like, no, make sure you pick the right media for what you need. Yeah. And the degree to which BitRot will affect you is the degree to which a single change in a single file will corrupt a big thing. Yeah. So in my case, it corrupted a single file, which happened to contain the most important table yep. of the database that I was yep. running, which essentially if that had been come, if that had become corrupted and I had been unable to recover it, I would have lost all that data, the bulk of the content on backup central. Yep. And so uh, a similar thing would be if you're storing long-term backups or archives on a disk that suffers bit rot and what you have is a giant like tarball. Yeah. So a big file like that, as opposed to like a time Breaking machine it down backup where, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, or as opposed to the way Druva writes to the cloud, right. Yeah. Where we, we do lots of little pieces. The, um, if you have one big tarball, and a piece of that gets corrupted, it can it can make that tarball unreadable. Yes, it's rare. No, it will probably not happen to you. But if it does, is that a risk you're yeah. willing to take? <laughs> right. Because exactly. in the end, it all comes down to risk, right? You could have paid uh, your provider, your service provider, for that extra copy on a separate disk, 
Right. But instead, you chose to have a more resilient architecture and store that data offsite in two separate clouds, right, for resiliency purposes, which I think covers both the 321 rule and the air gap rule that we always talk about. Yes, absolutely. Right. And the, um, and then, and, uh, yeah, the, having the data, a long-term copy of the data, because we talk about that too, where sometimes, and in this case, it was due to human, I don't know, human error is the right word, but due to my own failings, I didn't notice the problem happen. And so I had to go back to a backup a lot longer than I would think that I would normally need to go back to. Yep. Like, cause it was like over two weeks ago. I wouldn't think that I would need to restore data from my website from yep. over two weeks ago, but the data got corrupted two weeks ago and I didn't notice. Yeah. It's so the that, that's of another takes, concept. Yeah. Right. And I know we've talked about this with, uh, uh, Celeste, when she came on talking about ransomware, how it could sit in the system for a while. And right. you might have to go back a, a while with the dwell time. I think though, this is something that people who rely on storage snapshots, Mm -hmm. don't understand, right? Sometimes you'll say, oh, I have seven days of snapshots. I should be able to quickly get back my data. But like you said, you may not notice that yeah. something is wrong within those seven days. And now what are you going to do? <laughs> I remember a customer of mine back when I used to, you know, actually configure backup systems in the wild <laughs> for other people. I remember a customer, which for the record, this was the customer where I met the world famous. Stuart Little. <laughs> Hello, Stuart. <laughs> um, the boss back then, he, he had a very adamant policy that the backup, the retention policy for all backups was two weeks. Ugh. So imagine in this case, if my retention policy for backup central had been two weeks and yep. I didn't notice this thing had happened for two weeks, then um, I would have been. Yes. S-O-L would be the. Curtis would have been very, yeah. very sad. <laughs> I would have been very, very sad. Um, and of course, the three, two, one rule. I mean, now in this case, it, it wasn't. The, the three, two, one rule wasn't necessarily the, the thing that made me recover because yeah. if I had had the local copy, because it, it wasn't that the fire, a fire didn't take out my server or something, but what this does, it, it, it does reiterate the fact that I was able to go to another place and, yeah. and pull down but, that object. But it's important though, to remember that that was a painful process for you, right? Versus having to recover it locally, right? Bringing it back, unzipping it, right? Trying to figure out how to upload it, all the rest of that versus right, right. a local copy, which is sitting right there that would allow you to quickly access right. it, quickly restore. And by the way, you want to know what's funny? If I, yeah. you know, this is this is the, um, if I'd have known what a, you know. Yeah. If I'd have, if I'd have, if I'd have had a moment and thought about it, you know what, what would have been a whole lot easier? To fuse VR. mount the Google Drive, Unz yeah, and unzip it in place. Yep. That you know what's funny is it didn't hit me until literally just now <laughs> that if I had fuse mounted the Google Drive, I could have unzipped it in place, and I wouldn't have had to because I downloaded it, everything, I edited yeah. it, yep. I uploaded it, you know, and you wouldn't have had to do any of that. That's why I, I was asking you. I was like, why are you using S three? But I guess now we know. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, again, you know, I mean, I specialize in these things, but it's not like I know everything and it's not like I'm, you know. And, well, and I think this whatever. goes to a point, right? You had a crisis situation mm-hmm. that you were trying to deal with and we tend to go back to what we know best, right? And for you, you said, I know S3 better than Google Drive. And that's what I'm most comfortable using, right? So yes, yep. the steps were more painful, but you went with what you thought would work, right? And I think that's gonna... why it becomes important to have a playbook, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And having tested out some of these steps ahead of time before you actually need it. Um, I, you know what? I, and and yes, and so I reached out to Liquid Web, my hosting provider, and I and I've always loved the the um the support that i've gotten from them and when i've needed to do something that again they do it all the time i'm not a day-to-day sysadmin i don't want to mess up my own system (laughs) and so i i would reach out to them i was like you know what i got i got to do the thing with the thing i got to i got to you know upgrade php or i got to you know increase the buffer size of something and i'm like i just i just fire it's just easier and safer for me at this point to fire off a ticket to somebody some stuff i'll do myself but but if it's something that i that i'm not super confident in i will reach out to the liquid web folks and they will make it happen yeah you're like if i have to google this i probably should not be doing this (laughs) exactly exactly even if i do have a backup i can take the host out for for a while right exactly uh and so i you know i fired off it's like, hey, I got this thing. I've uploaded the SQL file. It's sitting there, and I just need someone to restore it to the database. And I got an email back pretty quickly from a Sarah Satyan uh, at Liquid Web, and she emailed me at ten thirty four a.m. And yeah, this was January tenth, by the way. So this was like two weeks ago. She emailed me at ten thirty four a.m. Said, "Let me take a look at it. Uh, give me some time to investigate." And I'll let you know. And then at 11.01, she said, I have now restored the database from the backup you have provided. Please do verify the same from your side and let us know if you need any further assistance. That's awesome customer and, service. Uh, yeah, so twenty less than 20 minutes later, 15 minutes. 15 minutes from start to finish, they got my database back up and running. Uh, you know, and, and no, Liquid Web is not hosting. <laughs> Liquid Web is not sponsoring. I just, I just really like these guys. Um, uh, and excuse, excuse the sexist term. I like these folks. Sarah is, is I'm assuming not a guy. So thank you very much, Sarah, for your assistance. Um, and I, and I hope you, you actually hear this episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I, I I think there's a lot that we can learn from, from this. And and the other thing I want to also point out is even though you've been in this space for a while, Curtis, Right. We all mm-hmm. sort of make mistakes or we all sort of go through these learnings. Right. It's one of those things that like practice makes better. And hopefully you don't have to practice doing restores a lot. But in case it's there. Right. You just need to be able to get it done. Yeah. Unzipping. Easy peasy. Untarring. Easy peasy. Command line restore <laughs> of a single table to MySQL especially a a cpanel hosted mysql yeah. which means that the database name and the password is weird yeah. if you've never done cpanel you don't know what i'm talking about but the database i know the database as let's say persona and the but the real database it's not name 
is yeah. not that it's something else. So I need to know that. Um, so yeah, so that was complicated enough for me to go, I think I'm yeah. going to think I'm going to yeah. put in a ticket and Sarah came to the rescue. So shout out to Sarah. So everything's back up and running. I think we've learned yeah. a bunch, right? Not only applying the backup central is yeah. back up. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and if you can't find a link to this podcast, you will know why. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Any other takeaways, Curtis? Things you Just would want to tell our listener? Up, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think even though even though I had to reach out to somebody else for help, I think it shows that we practice what we preach here, right? That I believe in the three, two, one rule. I believe in periodic backups that use the tools that are provided. I, I, I minimize as much as possible customizing and scripting. Mm -hmm. The the Google thing to me is a, is an add on, right? It's just a it's just a like I did it just because I could do it, mm -hmm. and um, but but and and also I I did it in a parallel way in such yeah. a way that I I could have actually edited because the cPanel provides a, a script that they update over time to do all the backups. I could have actually hacked that script and, and done it. It's just a born shell script. I yeah. could have done that, but I chose to write a separate script that just works outside. And by the way, if that script fails, in addition to, you know, in addition to the fact that it's no big deal because it's an yeah, extra copy yeah. and the fact that I would get that script should yell at me when it doesn't work. But number three, you know what, what else will happen if that script oh. fails? the mount point where the fuse mounted file system comes in will get filled up with the copy <laughs> Oh, yeah. because the script, you know, the Assumes, script, the yeah. cPanel script, it doesn't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's, I told it to copy it into slash Google yep. and, uh, yep. and it, goes, okay. yep. it, it, it reminds me of a hundred years ago. Uh, we used to have, and I, I think I've told this story on the podcast, but we used to have, my, I cut my teeth on what were, what were called AT&T System 5 3B2s. Mm -hmm. And they had a single, uh, inter, their internal tape drive was a quick 80 tape drive, which was 80 megabytes and not quick. And we, <laughs> <laughs> it was QIC, right? The, we had a single, I had seven of these 3B2s. We had a single eight millimeter exabyte 8200 drive. And that was the only thing that we could do a full backup on. Mm. The quick, the internal drives could, could do incremental backups because the full backups were too big. too big. So we had one tape drive and we used something called RFS, which was the predecessor to NFS. Mm -hmm. But, and, and it had a feature that NFS doesn't have. And that was you could remote file, you could remote mount a tape. device, mm. right? And so, we had a cron job. We had seven systems, seven days a week, right? Yep. So each night, a different host would, would remote mount that thing. And sometimes the remote mount wouldn't work. Maybe it didn't get unmounted from the last one, yeah. whatever, right? right? Um, and so what would happen is the 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 dev the dev tape, whatever yeah, the, yeah. whatever the file it would be was, just a local mount point. It it would just be a local. Well, it would be a file, and oh, it would yeah. it would back it up to that file and uh, the root file system would fill up. <laughs> so, and so we wrote a script 
that we we were like, okay, do a dash F on this thing yeah. and try try to do a. We issued some some tape tape commands to it and see if it works or not. Yeah, and see if it works. And I think I even like I I remember massaging the script over time, and I remember actually I would do a tar to the device, and then um and then I would say and then I would do a. A, a, I would do a du on the file, and mm-hmm. was the file any bigger? <laughs> if the file was bigger, then it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the things, things we did. Work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, well thanks I just want to say thanks, thanks for being my interviewer. Well, oh, yeah, I also want to say thank you for sharing your story, Curtis. I know it's hard sometimes to get people to come on this podcast and tell our listeners what works, what doesn't work, the mistakes they might have made. You know, you did if, any. My, if my pain can help anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a good story. Thank you, Curtis, for joining the podcast. You know what? As I like to say, I live to serve. <laughs> no, I, so think, thank, I, think, I, think, yeah. I think the better thing is you practice what? what you preach. I practice what I preach. I eat my own dog food. I drink the Kool-Aid, although that is a really bad history behind that term. Uh, so, uh, so thanks, thanks, Prasanna, for being my uh, my interviewer this year. <laughs> this was fun, Curtis. Maybe next time I'll do it again. All right, all right. Well, and for uh, all the listeners. the listeners, yep. And remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all. You could restore it.